Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. Hi guys, Dr. Chellum and Marina for our Wednesday afternoon podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. And today is going to be a very interesting topic, which um, I like to talk about. And usually that's one of the biggest challenges in functional medicine is to hone in on the patient's story. How do we, how is a functional medical doctor different And uh, this is what we try to um, look at in a functional medical approach. And as most people who usually join us for the podcast are quite familiar with our practice, the practice of functional medicine is getting to the root cause of why you have a symptom or a disease process. But before we even get to the root cause, what helps us understand what kind of testing do people need in order to get to their root cause? And that's where the first half of your visit with a functional medical doctor comes, which is called your story. And what does your story mean? A couple of things. When people come, I'll give you an example of a patient, a typical patient who would come to a functional medical doctor. They may have multiple issues, but they're all annoying issues, nothing that's killing them, right? Mm -hmm. They would have migraine headaches. They would have weight gain. They might have um, anxiety and depression. They may have um, hair loss. They may have a lot of joint pains, um, a lot of fatigue. And how do you get to figure out where does all this come from? And this is where we ask what we look at the patient's story. We gather information, organize it, and then retell the story to the patient. So what is important in a story is we all have a journey to whether it be illness or wellness. And that initial journey begins with what we call triggering events. So what is a triggering event? For instance, um, if you were born premature, that is a triggering event. That's a very stressful, as it is, childbirth is a very stressful event, both for the child and the mother. And then If the child is born premature, not ready to live in this world fully on its own, then that becomes a stressful event. So that's a trigger. Then what we see is as the child grows, there are some infections, recurring infections. You get them on antibiotics. They see multiple doctors or they even have their tonsils removed, which is one of your first glands that protects you uh, from infections. So your immune system is compromised. Then You go through life and everything, the infections get better for some reason after some time. And then you, uh, in a woman, they have menstruating um, cycles starting um, at certain age, uh, anywhere right now is anywhere between 9 and 16. Um, And in uh, in boys, it's usually that um, maturation where they have the breaking of the voice, the testosterone begins to rise. So those are all stressful events or they are triggers. Now, triggers can be something even like an injury, like you get, um, you have a car accident and you actually fracture a leg. That's a triggering event. Mm -hmm. So all of these triggers 
create some changes in our body that ultimately leads us to illness or wellness. And we'll get into a, a delve a little into how do you know what triggers are important and what are not important. Um, so when we start uh, this discussion with a patient, what do we really look for? We look at their um, how do how did their life begin? Where did they come through a normal vaginal delivery where they were a C-section? Why is that important? Normal vaginal delivery is usually the natural childhood birth, and a lot of times the um, the child is uh, uh, passing through the um, bacteria that the mother has in the vaginal tract. Whereas when you do a C-section, it's the bacteria of her skin and all the other people handling the baby at that time. So it's a completely a different um, population of bacteria a child gets exposed to. So here's where the, why is that important? Because we've learned, despite all the cells we have, we have three times the amount of bacteria that determine our health and wellness. So if you don't get the right kind of bacteria right from childhood, you start having problems like colic, mm-hmm. um, uh, recurring infections, or um, sometimes even anxiety as a child, um, depression as a child. So those are the very important things that we look at in your story. What is in your story that comes to us as a trigger? Could it have triggered your very first trigger? Could that be responsible for your illness today? An example like uh, for that would be, a child that has um, pneumonia, a bad pneumonia, and has been on antibiotics for weeks together to overcome that pneumonia. Literally, when you give antibiotics, what do you do? You kill the bad bacteria, but you also kill a large amount of good bacteria. The child's uh, immune system completely shifts and changes, and this is the child that's going to land up having eczema or uh, even anxiety and depression later on because we have killed a lot of the good bacteria. So that's what a triggering event is. So that triggering event might be important. Whereas you fell off your bike and scraped your knee, that's a minor trigger unless that infection never healed. Or sometimes you'll find, uh, this is a classic history for a cancer patient where they were biking, everything was fine, they fell off the bike, and since then their legs have been swollen, you get the sarcoma, and they'll say it was triggered off by a trauma. So... Again, triggering events can be important or they could be, they may not be significant at all. That's how you have to ask the right questions, which I think is the difference between we know what questions to ask and what we're looking for Yeah. to make that determination, whereas normally when you go to a regular doctor, it's like, you know, what happened last week, maybe. I, <laughs> they may not even ask that. They'll just ask, what are those diseases you have, right? Mm-hmm. What have you been diagnosed with? If you say you've not been diagnosed with anything, that, that ends your past medical so what I think, and this is something we were discussing this morning, we said um, going to an illness doc to ask about wellness never gives you the right answer. Everybody says, oh, why isn't my, I can go to my doctor and they will be able to do this. They may know your story, but they don't know what to make of it. And I didn't know till I had the functional medical training how important the root cause of how somebody lives their life, whether it be emotional health or physical health or, or um, you know, chemical uh, health, how it impacts their cell functioning and creates that disease process. So you need to know how to listen to the story, how to gather information from that story, organize it in such a way that it gives you an explanation as to why you are where you are. Why do you have thyroid today? 
um, if pregnancy stimulates Hashimoto's or pregnancy stimulates low thyroid, every woman who's pregnant should have thyroid disorders. Why do some people have it and others don't? That's what your story tells us. And this is where a functional medical practitioner's approach or education puts them in a position where they do understand what all of this means, what this evolution means. Now, that's what we call as triggers. And a, a few more examples of triggers are other than the infection and injury are um, emotional experiences. Uh, if you're born in a family where both parents are substance uh, users or abusers, or um, one parent is emotionally unstable, has anxiety and severe depression or schizoaffective, and you've been raised in that stressful environment, that is a huge trigger for you. And it really alters your cell function. And we don't realize that. And then you get exposed to chemical stressors, which we all are, and or to physical stressors, and then it impacts how your health will evolve. You've heard people talk about uh, what is your money story, what is your um, relationship story. So those are the things that we try to look at to see is there something that um, in this that will help us uh, dig and find out where we need to focus on. So adverse childhood experiences also impact how you're going to be living the rest of your life. With the, and in fact, if you have a score of greater than four, I think it's uh, zero to 10, and you have a greater than four, you have more um, risk for chronic illnesses. How many physicians really have the time in their 15-minute slots to talk to you about your childhood when you're a 55-year-old man or a woman sitting in front of the doctor with a whole slew of problems? We barely have time to see if you're getting the standard recommended medications for your disease process. That's mm -hmm. all you get. And so when it always, um, you know, kind of, I'm always intrigued when people tell me that, um, oh, I'm going to go to my doctor and have them do all these blood tests. Your disease is not simply about your blood test. Those are objective findings. But what kind of blood test do you need is based on your story and your subjective symptoms, right? And a lot of times you can say symptoms and say you have a headache, you get a pill. And in fact, I was talking to somebody this morning who was um, talking to me about um, um, his uh, uh, his child's uh, thyroid issues, and she he said, you know, we've been treating her for the thyroid, but what doctors generally say is, we'll see after about a year, we'll take off the medicine, see how she does. That to me is a trial and error. What is the science behind that? Do you know if a thyroid is working? Does she have a thyroid? Do they know why it's not working? If you don't have those answers, what is the point in trying different medications and saying, we'll try to take it off after some time. This is what happens to women. Women come in when they're pregnant, their TSH is high. They put them on a thyroid medicine because thyroid needs to be normal for you to have a normal pregnancy. But then they take them off the thyroid medicine because soon after pregnancy, the thyroid normal, only the TSH is normal and they take them off and they never ever check it again. The woman may complain of weight gain. They'll say your TSH is fine. You don't have an issue. And this is why the story becomes important. How was your pregnancy? What was your life before pregnancy? How much stress did you have? All of this impacts your immune system, your general well-being. So 
gathering the story alone when i think when people fill our phones what do they say it took them two two hours two to three yeah. two to three hours yes a lot of questions yeah we ask a lot of questions some of them are repetitive uh it's almost like a personality test to see <laughs> are you lying or not and if you can rec- uh, recall a lot of your uh events but we're looking what we're looking for is the triggering events in your life that have altered your cell function that is causing your disease process if that makes any sense that's number 1 number 2 once we get the story we have to put it in a certain sequence for us to say hey where is the problem where am i seeing that the body is most affected and this is where the genetic um predisposition comes what is your risk so if uh, for instance a person like me who has a family history of diabetes and thyroid when i get stressed my sugars are going to go up or my thyroid is going to fail these are the two ways my body is going to respond uh, respond because that is what my genetic material is when you're stressed this is what is going to happen so look at we try to look at when our patients come in what is their genetic um story what is um their lifestyle telling me and how do i approach it and how do i put it into a recovery plan how do i make that story irrelevant that they actually recover if it uh makes any sense um the other thing that's very important about the story is um i'll give you a classic example of a morbidly obese person who comes to me um who's been happily married for about 35 years has diabetes and um a lot of other um issues for which she decides she wants to take care of her health but as we delve into the history the one thing that she brings up she says i've never spoken about this after my childhood is at the age of 9 i was molested now why haven't you spoken about it she said when i brought it up to uh, my near and dear uh, people in the family they said oh that's not a big deal wow okay <laughs> right it is worry when you bring these things up right so and wow, i'm like crazy. you know how much that impacts your whole life is something that very few people understand mm-hmm. right and once they say it's not a big deal you've you've just been told you're not significant enough what happened to you is not significant enough that's an interesting thing just i don't think i ever like bought into this whole like mind body thing years ago and mm-hmm. then once we started working here and just raised people say oh well this thing started like these pains or whatever this unknown disease process started okay what happened during that time it's always relationship divorce something huge happened you, usually and you thought. don't connect it right, right. and you i i've always i think i posted in one of our instagram posts where the the reason cells dysfunction is the three t's right remember toxins trauma and thoughts so if your thoughts are very painful or they are toxic in any way your cells are going to dysfunction trauma would be you'll find people who would have an accident who would, their life will change after an accident a motor vehicle accident not because the accident caused their cells were not functioning well and mm-hmm. that was a trigger and then of course toxins which we are all exposed to on a daily basis with all kinds of chemical toxins but some of us get diseases and others don't uh it, i would say something like a nuclear reactor explosion 100% of the people who are exposed to it should be affected but not 100% a good percentage of people are affected what are the few that didn't get affected what is unique to them that's what we have to look at so i think when you walk in saying i have a problem 
why can't you just do a test and give me a pill or tell me what I should eat? It's not as simple as that. Right. Uh, you really need to understand how did you get to this point? What is the journey you made? What were the triggers? And then there's something called mediator. Now, a trigger is one event. It happened, a trauma happened. What is a mediator? A mediator is something that keeps that wound from not healing. So let me give you an example. Let's say uh, you have an injury, you stub your toe, right? Once you stub your toe, then you put a Band-Aid over it. The next day you go stub the same toe. Happens all the day. They say the stub toe gets stubbed again. You'll find that the wound is much more um, uh, painful and it takes longer to heal. So if you keep hitting the same toe over and over again, you're going to have an injury. That's how calluses form. You'll find people who drive, they get the thickness because there's a constant stress in that area. So the body's way of protecting it is forming calluses. But triggers, like for instance, say you um, get married, that could be a good trigger or a bad trigger, right? But then if you have an unhappy marriage, that is what is called a mediator. That means it's mediating your inflammatory processes. You're constantly stressed. There's a lot of gut inflammation. You're staying in this relationship that doesn't make any sense to you. It's actually harming you emotionally. Or you stay in a job that's high stress, but you love the paycheck, you love the travel, but you just can't stand anything else that the job provides. So you're in a constant state of stress. That's what is called a mediation. So when you have a trigger and then you have something that keeps it going and keeps that inflammatory cycle going, a child that uh, sees pa parents that are divorced and then has to live with the mother who has a depression and anxiety, that child has no time to recover from the trigger, which is the divorce, and uh, emotionally being um, riled up by a mother who's not very stable. So those are all mediators. Now, what happens is that creates your story to where when you show up in my office with anxiety, depression, pain, um, irritable bowel, thyroid disorders, I have to look at that story because I got to detach you from your past because today your life, the way it is, is based on how your cells are actually going to um, function without that past stresses. And also we need to repair them. So your story is extremely important and you cannot go um, and seek wellness by just telling your symptoms. Because mm -hmm. when somebody, a woman comes to me with anxiety, how many times have we seen anxiety as true anxiety? And there's always some underlying factor. There's usually something. And it, the minute they shift their diet, the minute they work with our life coach, the anxiety mm -hmm. ceases to exist. Does that make sense? So we see it all the time. So it's very difficult for us to believe that people come in with anxiety, have a true underlying anxiety state if I'm not addressing what's going on, what happened in their childhood or what is happening in their cells at this point. So we address a lot of the medical issues from different directions, not simply uh, you got you got a memory loss or you have dementia. You know, you've got a memory loss. We got to see what are the few things that we need to look at that is creating that cells, the brain cells not to function. Rather than just saying it's all about your diet or it's all about your stresses, it's everything. And they call it throwing the kitchen sink at somebody, right? We're throwing everything to get you better. 
And I think when it comes to survival, that's what happens, right? You do whatever is there within your capacity to recover. But it'll be so much easier if you know how you got there. If you know exactly how you got into trouble, once you have an idea, you can't use the same idea to get out of it. You have to use something different. But if you know the path that you came in, it's easy to create a path to um, get out. And I think that's another one of Einstein's uh, sayings, right? You cannot solve a problem using the same methods you um, had to create it, I guess. To solve a problem, you have to think a little differently. So um, the story helps us think a little differently as to how we have to approach your recovery process. And that's one of the advantages of going to a functional medical doctor. And that's one of the key things about, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that conventional medicine um, completely misses. Because if five diabetics show up in my clinic in a conventional medical setting, all I'm doing is adjusting their medicines, checking their A1C, telling them to eat healthy, and I'm done. It's the same process. It's the same process, right? I'm just looking at those things. And then I send them to the nutrition coach who still tells them to count their carbs, count their, I mean, they're chasing their sugars constantly. Mm -hmm. When we do a sliding scale, those of you who are diabetics will understand what a sliding scale is. You eat the food, you look at your sugars, and you give yourself extra insulin if it's too high, or you cut back on the insulin at the next dose if it's running low. It doesn't make sense. How can you keep chasing these things? Instead, when diabetics come to a, con, uh, a functional medical office uh, as opposed to a conventional medical office, my question is, what is making you a diabetic? What are the things in your life, what are your unique stressors that is driving up your sugar? And once we get to their story and to their uh, self-functioning, it is so much easier to resolve it because that it, really we don't talk so much about medicines as as much as we talk about the journey or the process in which we help them recover, if it makes sense. Yeah, we spend a lot of time with people, which is very yeah. different from conventional medicine. And, you know, they need to have an understanding. I think most of our patients need to have an understanding mm -hmm. what their blueprint tells them, number one. Number two, what is the journey that they made to get to the point that they have, and what is the journey they need to make in order to get out. And um, a lot of times people come and say, oh, uh, you'll do the test and you'll give me a diet, right? I wish it were as simple as that. Yep. A lot of times even the regular diet we tell people to eat is so, uh, so difficult for most people because if your blueprint doesn't allow you to eat the way you've been eating now, for you to change that, it's like asking a smoker to give up cigarettes. It's like asking an alcoholic to give up um, alcohol unless they have an understanding on the impact. If you look at any drug addict, any alcoholic, if you tell them what made you recover, they hit rock bottom. And unfortunately, most patients come to us when they hit rock bottom with their health. So one of the things I would say, um, the reason I like I wanted to do this podcast is uh, having that notion, you know, I have um, insurance, I can go to my doctor, is different than, you know, it's just like how you wouldn't go to your cardiologist and talk to them about your knee pain. You don't go to your conventional medical doctor and say, can you do all these blood work because this is what will tell me what how my thyroid functions. They may do it, but they may not be able to tell your story and help you understand how your thyroid got there. So try to seek, uh, if you're really seeking wellness, seek a provider that actually is trained 
to look at the recovery of the body, recovery of your self-processes rather than how do I manage this most effectively. Does that make sense? And the other piece that you had just mentioned too is their journey to disease and then their journey back to wellness. That's a huge part. You don't come to us looking for a medication or looking for this. Looking for one solution. Right. A cookie cutter solution is we really help you, walk you through how did you get here? Because you're the one that's going to get yourself back. It's not us. We'll help you along the way and give you the tools. But ultimately, a wellness path is just that. It's a path. It's it's a path. Yeah, it's not a point. It's not a point. It's not a bunch of uh, appointments. It's not like I'm going to go see my wellness doctor. If you've been seeing your wellness doctor for three years and still have the same issues over and over again, there's something really not working. Uh, So we really try to look at your unique situation and then uh, hone in. And sometimes it takes us a few months to get to what you may really need because as you're walking is when we see what are the problems getting back to wellness, what are the stumbling blocks because we clear the clutter and then look at with little more clarity where your problems are. And a lot of times I think when we change people's outlook to life, change some of their diets, some of their, um, you know, how they hydrate themselves, by the time they get to that point where, um, you know, I feel so much better, but I'm still not there is when I can see, hey, this is what is in your way and this is where we need to adjust. And sometimes it's hard when you don't have that guidance. And a lot of times I really liken medical care, good medical care to good financial advice. Um, and I was meeting with my financial advice and, you know, I, uh, they do charge cash and they are not based on commission. A lot of financial advices are based on commission, which means they'll only sell the products that will give them, give them the best commission. Or um, you can go to a tax account and you can go to a CPA and, you know, get pay 200, 200 here and there and just get everything for $1,000. But you get the basic. When you pay somebody to say, hey, look at my financial health and get me to this goal and if they will do everything to get you to that goal that's a more personalized approach and that's what we do in medicine we are your personalized uh, wellness consultants who will get you to more to resolution rather than maintenance of disease and for that your story is extremely important without your story there is no um there is no specific approach we can um, apply saying, okay, these are the tests. Uh, It's not simply about, oh, let me just check your thyroid because your thyroid doesn't function on its own. It functions with other things. That thyroid might be the only uh, organ in your body uh, that is waving the flag saying, hey, things are not right, right? You have to look at it. It could be if if you've only had a heart attack and I have men who come to me and say, I'm basically healthy. I've just had one stent. Well, your heart was waving the flag look deeper and see what is wrong. Why did that particular blood vessel get blocked? Look at all of the other metabolic factors to see how did the cholesterol get accumulated in that uh, essential blood vessel, and you will find the plaques and other blood vessels. And then we look at what are the stressors that is causing this accumulation. So hopefully uh, having repeated it so many times, you understand how your story impacts your health and wellness And going to your illness doc and asking for wellness is like going to your cardiologist and asking about your knee problems. I I just think you're asking the wrong question to the wrong person. You're going to get the wrong answer. Um, And uh, 
the other uh, part that I do want to say, some of us, I think I've, this is another issue that we've noticed with our some of our clients who will join our wellness practicing. The conventional medicine has completely failed me, and, and this is what I want to do. And then they get diagnosed with the, uh, an abnormality, like, you know, hey, we think you have early cancer somewhere. And suddenly the doctor who is diagnosed with them with the cancer, everything they say is very important. And you'll find uh, many of the doctors will say, no, no, stop all your supplements, stop all these other things. We'll just, let's just take this stuff out of your body. And you get gripped by fear. You don't ask the question, do I really have cancer? Does it really need to be removed? What are my other options? It's like, oh, God, just take everything out. Because, again, you're just looking at one portion of the, you're just looking at the problem, but you're not seeing how the problem evolved. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And a lot of times we tell people, whenever you get diagnosed, get, get a bad diagnosis, step back, look at why you have it, what are your other options, um, understand how you got it, your journey, and therefore there's always, when you've made a journey to illness, there's always a journey to wellness. The question is, are you willing to make that journey, right? Sounds good. Uh, are there any questions, guys? I know uh, somebody is watching, but I don't know if there's anybody else. And many of you are just quiet and just listen to this. Um, it'll be great if you guys participate and let us know and encourage us to continue to do these podcasts. Um, otherwise, you can always visit our website, holisticicon.com. And our Facebook page is Nisha Shalom MD. And I think you would find this podcast later on iTunes. You have access to a lot of these things, um, I guess, on our Facebook page. And uh, if there's anything um, else that helps you understand the functional medical process and why we do what we do, that will be awesome. And also check our um, website as well as our Facebook page for our testimonials. Because one of the things that we do differently is our approach is to seek the uh, wellness, uh, how do you put it, to actually seek a solution to get you back to wellness rather than seeking a name for your condition. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's a little different. It's, it's, um, you can name anything you want, um, but I guess it's very important to understand why you have it and what can you do different about it. Anything else to wrap up, Marina, before we... So no, goodbye. I think that sounds good. My little um, food. Yes. Is that we can do mm -hmm. that. If anybody has any questions in the meantime, we can go ahead and type them in. But um, today we can talk about sweet potatoes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those are my favorite. The versatile. The most versatile yeah. root uh, vegetable. So it is a root vegetable. Yeah. And I actually don't know that it's supposed to be in season right now. It is. It is in season. Yeah. I yes. thought there was a root vegetable that I was surprised that wasn't actually in season in the fall. But it is getting colder outside, so getting those, like, starchy root vegetables in definitely helps to keep you warm and fed um, throughout the winter months. But it's high in vitamin A, and a cool fact is it can actually be purple or orange fleshed, and the purple flesh actually has a lot more um, anti-inflammatory properties. Mm. So I guess the outside of it, and I have noticed this before, it'll be orange either way, so you don't actually know sometimes. You have to yeah, yeah. Like, uh, have it cut. Mm -hmm. Do they know, like, when the farmers, I mean, the farmers should know that they are doing a purple It's probably orange. a variety, a specific yeah. variety, but it does look orange on the outside either way a lot of times. Okay, that's so tough. So you cut it, it's purple. 
Uh, do you know the difference between the sweet potato and the yam? <laughs> the Japanese yam, or I've heard different things. I don't remember specifically. Do you? No, I, I, I do. I, I, I remember having read it, but there is a difference between the two. I think the Japanese yam is supposed to be a little better and less in sugar, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah and I'm more sure. fiber. But uh, once again, it comes down to eat seasonal, eat regional. If sweet potatoes are in season, that would be a good thing to have. And it's such a versatile, uh, starchy vegetable because you can make sweets with it and savory dishes with mm -hmm. it. And it can be used even as noodles. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, you can put a sauce over it. So there's so many things. And it's it's fascinating to see when the way you cut a vegetable changes its taste. Yep. The tinier it is, the more tasty it is, but then you've broken it down and it cooks faster. And um, more big ones, I guess you mash and have it. It's um, very tasty. But this is one thing where you just add a dash of cinnamon, and it's mm -hmm. good to go. Yeah, right? ginger is another good yeah. addition to it. Mm -hmm. The interesting, interesting thing is, uh, even though it's a starchy vegetable, it actually helps to reduce your blood sugars. Yes, because of uh, I don't know how those things work in, 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 in a lot of these starchy vegetables. Why do uh, some people have high blood sugars and others don't? So I would say one of the things that we do recommend and when I, I should get down to doing this is the continuous blood sugar monitoring. Mm -hmm. And I think um, for those of you who are diabetics, please monitor your blood sugar. But once again, it's very unique to you. Some people, sweet uh, potato completely keeps their blood sugar flatline and others it will raise it. You need to know your unique um, biochemistry. So I wouldn't give it as a blanket statement, all diabetics can have sweet potato, but you could potentially try and follow your blood sugars. Otherwise get the continuous glucose monitoring. So as you eat, you can actually see your blood sugar levels and say, hey, is this a good food for me or not? So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining us on our podcast on Wednesday afternoons. And uh, we will continue to do the Transform Your Thyroid series. I, I will have a homeopathic doc on one of these podcasts. Uh, I'm very intrigued by the practice of homeopathy. And I, I will also try to get to you guys. When do you use homeopathy? What are the conditions that's the most useful in and how do you know that it actually works? We'll get into that at one of the next one or two podcasts. I'm not sure when we can uh, get our homeopathic doctor online. But thank you once again. And as um, always, uh, please do support us by going on to holisticicon.com or subscribing to our iTunes and, of course, liking this page as well as liking our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chellum's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on amazon.com. 